We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, guys? Welcome into another edition of Bogey Free. I'm your host, Matt Jones. You can find me, as always, on Twitter, at MattJonesTFR. Before we get started tonight, I want to tell you guys about our sponsor, Bet Online. March has arrived, and we are only weeks away from the big tournament. Make sure to head to Bet Online and open an account today to get in on their $100,000 Bracket Madness contest starting on March 15th. Remember the NBA, XFL, they're all still going on. So whatever your passion is, Bet Online is the place to be for all your betting needs. You can visit our friends over at betonline.ag to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and make sure to use the promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, for your 50% sign-up bonus. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so... We are back. We're going to quickly go through and chat about uh, some of the things that we saw last week at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, and then we are going to turn our attention towards the Players' Championship this week. Um, to start things off, obviously, Terrell Hatton won. Um, he really uh, not not super shocking. Um, but definitely, uh, definitely somewhat under the radar for a lot of people last week. Um, he had, he did carry some ownership, um, but it was, 
it was a bit of a bit of a shock to see him actually win. To be honest, it seems like anytime he's been popular, he's been sort of disappointing. Um, played really well though on a, on a very very tough course. Um, ended up with a uh, seventy four going seventy three seventy four on the weekend and still winning, which is pretty uh, pretty ridiculous when you think about it. Um, scoring average was way up and, uh, and yeah, he, he, he just sort of outlasted everybody. He, it looked like he was going to potentially lose it on, I think it was 11, yeah, 11. He had a double bogey, uh, coming down the stretch and really, um, really struggled overall to score on the back nine. He had a double bogey and eight pars. So, uh, not a lot of birdies to be had, obviously, on this course. He ended up finishing uh, ninth in greens and regulation. He hit just over 58% of his greens. Um, didn't really hit a ton of fairways either, just over 50% there as well. Um, gained strokes on approach, though, uh, over seven strokes on approach. He was top 25 in strokes gained off the tee, and he had a decent um, all things considered a decent putting week, especially on, uh, on day one, he, um, he gained almost three and a half strokes putting. So, uh, definitely, definitely good to see him, uh, get on the, get on the win in the win column at some point. Uh, it, it felt like he was going to be one of those guys who maybe struggled a little bit to get there. Um, but he, uh, he figured it out and good for him. Um, we're going to, as usual, go through the uh, cash locks. We will update the um, sort of the running total here. Uh, 14 out of 16 have now made the cut. We had a pretty good week with the cash locks this week uh, with a couple of top 15 finishes. So far this year, uh, about 60% of the cash locks have finished in the top 25. And 20% have finished in the top 10. And obviously we had the winner last, uh, you know, two weeks ago with Sung Jaeim. So um, definitely, uh, definitely feeling good about, about the picks, feeling good about the process. It's been sort of, um, sort of an up and down year in general for me personally with, uh, with my lineups, but I'll, we'll chat about that in a little bit. Um, specifically the cash locks from last week were Colin Morikawa and Scotty Scheffler. Morikawa was 8,400. He, um, his short game really just let him down. He led the field in strokes gained approach. He was sixth in strokes gained off the tee and he was outside of the top 50 in both, uh, strokes gained around the green and strokes gained putting, which left him in a tie for ninth place overall. And he scored seventy two and a half DraftKings points. So, not a not a not a huge output by any stretch. Um, Scotty Scheffler at seventy seven hundred finished in fifteenth place, and he actually outscored uh, he outscored Morikawa despite being uh, you know lower on the leaderboard. The reason for that was he um, he managed to card three eagles during the week um and that basically counted for like over 30 percent of his DraftKings scoring output um he was great off the tee and around the green 
his approach game was a little suspect and he his putting was just all over the place all week um really never got into really never got into a groove i i I feel like he probably could have um could have sort of challenged a little bit more for the um you know for the win or at least for a top five if it wasn't for his his bad finish on friday afternoon he went double double uh actually he went eagle on 16 double on 17 double on 18 so that cost him four strokes right there and that was uh that proved to be pretty costly just putting him out of position and um it's pretty clear that he has a ton of uh DK scoring upside at this point like he's he's been uh he's he hasn't been shy to go for uh the part 5s and 2 he has made a few long uh long putts to get us a, a couple extra points here and there. So he's definitely a guy that I'm going to be um, leaning pretty heavily on moving forward. Uh, it would be, it would be lovely for his price to, uh, you know, to stay where it is right now. Um, I, I don't know how, I don't know how much longer we'll get him there. He's, uh, he's 7,500 this week in, in obviously much, uh, much stronger field, but I don't know that there's going to be a ton of opportunities um, after the next few weeks to really, to really hammer him in the seven K range. I think at some point they're going to have to adjust his price up a little bit and lean sort of more towards the low eight Ks, like eighty two hundred um, in his next start. After the players wouldn't be wouldn't be terribly shocking to me. So. Uh, yeah, just uh, just get it get it cheap while you can because I really like I said I don't think it's gonna last much longer. I don't think it's going to be long before uh, we see him really start to challenge and uh, and hopefully win a win a tournament here over the summer or something. So uh, those are the cash locks. Like I said, we uh, I, I gave you I ran down the rates before uh, the average price for each cash lock has been 8300 which again uh, we try to keep it to so that you uh, it doesn't cost you more than the average salary for those two spots some weeks it'll be a little bit higher some weeks it'll be a little bit lower but that's about the average uh, finished position is 28th and average DraftKings points is just over 72 uh, per event so really um Really feeling, like I said before, pretty confident about that, and uh, hopefully we can keep it going this week. If you are listening to this and you're wondering when you, uh, when and where you can find the cash locks, you can check out the article, obviously, on Rotoviz, the slate breakdown that comes out Wednesday mornings. That also has the model results and the uh, ownership projections once the afternoon hits, and obviously you'll... Uh, You'll hear it on the Slate Breakdown show. Uh, no Evan tomorrow, but we do have uh, Moose, who you can find on Twitter, at the Mooseonomics. He is the brains uh, behind Fantasy National. So we'll chat a little bit about that, some uh, some information about some new games that he's been rolling out, and uh, we'll get some... we'll get some takes from the Moose himself. So that'll be, that'll be a good show tomorrow. Um just to just to wrap up the 
the lineup in general. I ran the optimizer again this week with the cash locks locked in. So obviously started with Morikawa and um, and Scheffler. The optimizer very, very much wanted to get Rory in. Um, even though he was the highest priced golfer, there were, uh, when I didn't, when I ran it without any like restrictions, it put a hundred percent Rory in there, which is pretty, pretty unheard of as far as, um, as far as the, uh, the top price guy goes. So definitely interesting. We'll definitely be chatting quite a bit about Rory this week as well. Uh, obviously he's just on I mean you know the the top five finish was like disappointing this week that kind of shows you the level that he's playing right now uh people are talking about him him being sort of in the middle of a disappointing season um I guess because of the lack of wins but I mean that that seems pretty nitpicky to me uh the the thing about his output this week as far as DraftKings scoring goes was he only scored 75 DraftKings points even though he finished fifth um, he, Scheffler finished three strokes and 12 places behind Rory, but still managed to outscore him. Um, so, you know, those, the Eagles are definitely going to mask a lot of problems, um, of, of regular, uh, regular scoring. Uh, it'll, it'll definitely help you catch up on the leaderboard in DraftKings scoring. So, uh, just uh, just something to consider uh, as we as we move forward. Definitely trying to find guys that are um, that are gonna you know flash that upside and and hopefully hit uh, hit some greens in two and whatnot. So the the lineup had Rory as the as the top price guy. It also had Victor Hovland. He he played really well uh, the first fifty four holes. And then uh, just really struggled on Sunday. Uh, it seems to be a, a theme developing there with uh, the guys that I pick in these lineups for uh, a tough Sunday. So he he dropped a little bit, but he scored just under 50 DraftKings points and finished in a tie for 42nd. Um, Vaughn Taylor was the next cheapest guy at 7,200. He barely broke 80 on Sunday. Um, again, if you're... If you're sensing a theme, you know, we can't can't get anything by you guys. Um, he scored just 43 DraftKings points, finished in 67th place. Um, really kind of a disappointing finish for him, all things considered. I, I thought that he uh, he was going to be a, a pretty decent play. He was like under 4% owned in the Minimax and, um, yeah, was was hoping for a better output from him. Uh, the last guy that I had in this lineup was Harry Higgs at 6,700. You know, you, you you get what you pay for sometimes. He did make the cut, obviously, but uh, T42 only managed about 51 DraftKings points. So that's just, uh, I, I guess, a, a, a reasonable outcome, probably above his median, but not uh, not exactly what we were hoping for. Uh, with a five percent owned Higgs, there were a lot of a lot of value guys that got there this past week. So it was interesting to see the lineups that were sort of trading um, trading spots up at the top of the leaderboard. 
I was following the mini max pretty closely. Uh, I, I maxed it this week and, um, at one point Saturday afternoon, I was winning it. I was in first. I had like, I think five or six lines in the top 15 and, uh, it just Kang imploded. And, um, obviously I, I was pretty heavy on Taylor. I was pretty heavy on Higgs and those guys sort of dropped me back. So it was a profitable week, but one that, uh, one that could have been a lot better. Um, but I did notice that Rich is Rich 9, who, uh, if you remember, won the the Bogey Free Listener League a few weeks ago. Um, he uh, he took down the mini max. So shout out to Rich is Rich 9 if you're listening to this. Um, really, really solid lineup up at the top to take down the 2K for his uh, his 50 cent entry. Not a not a bad not a bad return on investment there. Ever wonder why traditional button-ups look so long and baggy? That's because they were never meant to be worn that way. Untucked shirts were specifically designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, their shirts are the perfect untucked length. With more than 50 fit combinations, untucked shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. Don't just take my word for it. Try Untuck It yourself. If you visit untuckit.com right now and use code BLUEWIRE, you can get 20% off your first order. They even offer free shipping and returns on all orders in the U.S. That's untuckit.com, U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T.com, and promo code BLUEWIRE for 20% off of your first order. All right, real quick uh, before we get out of here. I wanted to quickly preview the power ranking score, or I'm sorry, not the power ranking score, the expected birdie score for this week. Um, we, uh, we'll we just quickly kind of go through tier by tier as far as pricing goes. Obviously, we'll go way more in depth on this tomorrow uh, in the show with Moose, but um, at at the top end of the spectrum here, we have DJ Brooks, uh, John Rahm, Justin Thomas, and Rory McIlroy. It appears, as far as the expected birdies numbers go, that um, Rory McIlroy and Justin Thomas, maybe you want to include Rahm in that because they're, they're pretty close. Um, that's sort of the tier as for the, the most expensive guys that you're really going to want to focus on if you're putting any weight behind these expected birdie numbers. Um, I don't, I don't think that any of these guys up here are necessarily, you know, bad plays. Um, it's pretty hard to argue that they, that they shouldn't be up here at all. Um, Brooks obviously at 10 two is kind of a tough ask with the way that he's been playing lately. He hasn't scored well. He hasn't been striking it well. Um, he's kind of been all over the place. I think he shot his worst professional round on, uh, on this weekend. So hopefully I think it's, I think it's better when he's competitive and when he's, um, you know, sort of competing in the, in the majors and everything, obviously. Uh, but I do, I do wonder if he's just sort of lacking that, either lacking that competitive edge in the regular tournaments or if his leg is his knee is worse than he's been letting on um 
or to to be totally honest it could be it could be a little bit of both of those things so um definitely a, a sort of a storyline to keep an eye out for but not something that I'm I'm terribly concerned about I think that if you're building you know 150 lineups I think you can afford a little bit of exposure to him just in case you know players players championship bright lights all that good stuff maybe that is the the kick in the butt that Brooks needs um dipping down to the 9k range Bryson Cantlay and Webb Simpson are sort of a there's a tear break after them with Scott Fleetwood and Shoffley they're all good obviously they're all above 80 uh with the birdie or better score but um Bryson Cantlay and Simpson are are above at or above 90 so they're guys that I'm I'm probably going to be looking a little deeper into uh and then as far as the the cheaper guys once you get down into the 8k range you have guys like Matsuyama you have Eam Fowler's there Rose Casey Patrick Reed like the Gary Woodland Tony Finau this range is completely loaded um Decky is kind of far and away the better expected birdies number and better course fit and then if you if you look through the rest, um, Louis and Sergio are kind of way down there at the bottom, but uh, everybody in the middle sort of can um, can be a little bit interchangeable. I would I would argue that you should probably you know switch it up depending on how uh, how ownership goes. So um, Scotty Scheffler is at seventy five hundred this week, like I mentioned before. I think he's definitely still in play. Denny McCarthy and Sebastian Munoz are both in play. Hatton coming off a win at is at 7,400. I think that you could probably make an argument for him unless you're worried about, you know, the the potential hangover. And then Berger um, is pretty high up there as well. So those are sort of the guys that I'm, uh, you know, first glance looking at the prices and looking at expected birdies. They're the guys that I am most interested in um, when I run the power ranking model. Some of those could uh, could potentially change, and um, and I'll be I'll be running the simulator in a little bit here to see uh, if there's any any big uh, big surprises. I don't think there will be. I'm imagining that Rory will come out way on top um, with as far as win equity goes. And then you'll probably have a tier of like a Justin Thomas, Cantlay, maybe Decky, uh, in there, sort of, you know, fighting for uh, fighting for the scraps that Rory leaves. So um, definitely uh, an exciting week. We will be back tomorrow with the regular full slate breakdown, and like I mentioned, Moose uh, will be on there. We'll be talking some Fantasy National. We'll be uh, talking about who you should be trying to fit in for your Millie Maker lineups if you are uh, if you're partaking in the festivities for TPC Sawgrass. So uh, we will chat tomorrow. See ya. So let's jump into the uh, something new that we're I'm going to be rolling out over the next couple of weeks. Uh, obviously, you're you're familiar with the power rankings if you've listened to the show before, or if you if you follow any of the work 
that I've been doing on Rotoviz over the last year or so. Um, with uh, with that also comes the opportunity to uh, you know simulate these results. the The power rankings raw score is in terms of golf strokes, so it would make sense. It'd be a logical leap that you could end up uh, you know figuring out. Uh, some sort of a, a way to simulate a bunch of tournaments with the information that we have and sort of go from there. So with the sim, uh, I, I've referenced it a couple of times in the articles over the past couple of weeks, and um, I figured we could we could go through some of the the early results here uh, for this uh, for this event. So, First things first, the by far the most win equity in the entire field uh, resides with one Rory McIlroy. He has um, at at mo at Bet Online right now. He's like plus five hundred or so. Uh, he, I have him a little bit longer than that. I have him about plus six hundred in the simulator, but definitely. Um, it's definitely hard to argue with a guy like Rory, the way that he's played over the past few years, um, or really over the past year or so. Uh, it seems like every time he tees it up, with the exception of you know his home course, uh, for whatever reason, he uh, he seems to find his way into contention. Um, then there's sort of another another tier of of guys with with pretty solid win equity uh adam scott tommy fleetwood victor hovland and hideki matsuyama all pop up in this uh in this sort of mid tier um they're all right around three to four or five percent uh win rates so that's going to be good for somewhere in the range of like plus 2500 which is probably to uh not, probably not a ton of value there as far as actually going to bet. Um, but if Hovland can bounce back at 8,000 and figure out, uh, you know, a, a high finish, I think that, you know, you, you'd, you'd be hard-pressed to argue with that. Um, but the, the thing that I really like doing each week is looking at top fives and top 20s at these lower dollar ranges just to, just to sort of see um, – see some upside right we we want to hit on the guys up at the top we don't want to get them wrong but it's just as important to to nail the mid-tier down in the right way and uh you know obviously down into the super cheap guys you definitely want to have uh even like a top top 10 top 15 finish can go a long way uh if you can find a couple guys at seven thousand. Or seventy three hundred or something like that to uh, to to sort of just really raise your lineup ceiling uh, in a given week. So if we look down at guys that are eight k and below, the, the for for top five equity, uh, you obviously I mentioned Hovland already, but you can look at the next three guys with Neesmith um, coming off of a pretty bad putting performance, like I mentioned earlier, but. Uh, really is playing solid golf. You also have Scotty Scheffler at 7,700 and Maverick McNeely at 7,400. Now, McNeely has been just making cuts left and right, like we said, and he's a guy that I'm going to keep 
just really keep getting myself exposed to for as long as I possibly can. Um, I don't really see a scenario where, um, uh, you know, a situation where he's doing something that is that is unsustainable. Like he's been playing smart golf. I referenced earlier that he had some of the lowest uh, bogey numbers this past week on a difficult track. He's made all of his cuts dating back to uh, a little bit of a miss uh, misstep in the uh, in September of last year. So we're we're definitely going to keep going with him. Uh, his ownership has risen the past few weeks back at the American Express. He was hovering right around 5%, and last week he was up to 12 or 13% in a lot of contests. So definitely something to keep an eye out for, but um, I don't really – I don't necessarily see him getting, like, uber chalky right now. Um, so for for top five equity, I think those guys make – quite a bit of sense um if you go down even a little bit cheaper though because you know we need we need some other guys that we could maybe take some some dart throws at brian Harmon keeps popping in this i think it's more sort of because of his long-term you know his long-term numbers uh which you know it, it is what it is i i think that this this debate will probably never be solved um, but the power ranking model weights heavily the uh, the longer term form, like last hundred rounds, last two hundred rounds, more so than you know last week's tournament. So sometimes it's a little bit slow to update on guys that we really need to uh, figure out a way to get into our lineups, and sometimes it's a little slow to kick the the guys out that we shouldn't be uh, getting into our lineups. But overall, I think it does a pretty good job of balancing that. And Harmon has made, uh, looks like, seven straight cuts, uh, despite not having his A game. So um, could be interesting, potentially. Kevin Tway at 6,200, He's uh, he was a guy who was a fixture on this show a couple summers ago and um, really is, has kind of flailed. Like, he's had a few top finishes here and there obviously um but the consistency wasn't ever really there for him uh he has had a couple of top five finishes um a top 10 here top 11 at the bmw uh last year and uh and just really can't get his putter putter working right now but for 6200 uh if he can figure out how to uh you know, get after it a little bit with his driver and hit some greens. I think that he could be, uh, an interesting play. Nothing, nothing that you're going crazy with. Uh, you know, if you're building 20 lineups, you might throw him in one. If you're building three lineups or doing single entry, he's obviously not in play, but, uh, definitely a guy who can, who we've seen overpower golf courses. Um, and with, uh, with Arnold Palmer with Bay Hill, rather, being as uh, as long as it is over 7,400 yards, we can uh, we can target some of these bombers down at the low end and hope for hope for a hot putter and uh, and some you know some some good outcomes for them. Uh, but we will be back tomorrow with the full slate breakdown. We'll be talking 
some ownership. We'll be talking buy or sell. We'll do the mid-range matchups. We'll do some over-unders. And we will hit you with the cash locks uh, tomorrow evening. So uh, good luck in the meantime if you're playing any other sports. And we will talk soon. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com